Do you know yourself? Do you know the others? Can you pull the weight that rides on another's shoulders? Once you've lost yourself to the acceptance mask, well, could you find yourself? It's not a simple task. Self-inherence, freedom comes from within. Take a different track. It's time to see what you are made of. Can you expose yourself? Can you peel off another layer? Will you make the time, the time to take control? Because only you can save yourself. Only you can save your soul. And once you save yourself, insecurities will die. Genuine qualities and true character will shine. Now that you belong to you, what will the others think? Well, soon they'll follow you. You'll see they're also weak. Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate it. And today, we are going to talk about why you should question everything and follow your own lead. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I had a recent experience that involves the United States government trying to stab us citizens in the back. And I wanted to share that experience with you. It's super interesting, dude. So even if you don't like my stories, stay tuned, man, because this shit is like, I couldn't even believe it was true, man, but it's happening right here in Colorado. That poem that I read in the beginning of the podcast was from a band called Snapcase. It's a hardcore band, and I'm going to put their song on my playlist on Spotify, Mark's Lift Heavy Ass Weights. I'm going to put it as the first song. I absolutely love that band. I think they're a straight edge band. Straight edge basically means you don't do drugs. I was hella into straight edge music when I was in college. Don't know if you know, but I played drums in a straight edge punk rock hardcore band. So I was into all those bands and, you know, their message is often very positive, like that message is. And I love that band because all their songs have lyrics like that. Follow your own lead, be your own man, question things, be a champion and make no apologies for it. So I'm going to put that song once again at the top of my playlist, Mark's Lift Heavy Ass Weights, and you can check that out. The song is so sick, man. I absolutely love the song and the lyrics are even better. So why are we talking about this today? Well, I'm going to tell you a little story. I'll get through it in just a few minutes and then we'll jump into the content. This is really an important episode because it took me a long time to figure this stuff out. And once I did, my life got infinitely better. Once I followed my own lead, questioned everything, realized the motives as to why the government, the food industry, the movie industry, and anybody in an authoritative position doesn't necessarily have your best interest in mind, unless, of course, it benefits them. And we're going to talk about that today. So as some of you guys know, I live in northern Colorado. I live about an hour north of Denver in a city called Johnstown, which is right next to Fort Collins and right next to Loveland, Colorado. Well, Marissa and I, my woman, we've decided to move closer to Denver. So we found this absolutely spectacular housing development called Candela's. Okay, Candela's, and it's in the city called Arvada. Arvada is between Denver and Boulder. And that was perfect because I have things in Denver and Boulder and so does Marissa. So it was an absolutely perfect place. But not only that, man, it was so beautiful. I don't know how much you guys know about Colorado, but you may want to Google it. Colorado Front Range is the area that's right next to the Rocky Mountains. And it's absolutely gorgeous, man. This place is the best place I've ever lived. And I've lived in many places, including Japan, Hawaii, California, and Arizona. And Colorado is, in my opinion, the best state by far. Lots of hot girls here too, by the way. So we're going to move to this place. We're super pumped up. The houses are perfect. Everything's great. And we're meeting with the real estate agent. She's like, oh, by the way, 
uh, just so you know, there's a there's a nuclear waste dump uh, just just right there, right next door. And I was like, whoa, what? She's like, yeah, you know, in the 80s, they used to build, I guess, nuclear bombs here. And they just have a little waste dump right there. It's totally safe. The government signed off on it, but we're required as real estate agents to let you know. And I was like, huh, maybe I should question that. Maybe I should look into that a little bit. So Mark Singh gets on Google and brothers, what I found absolutely blew my fucking mind. All right, so apparently during the Cold War, like 1960s, they started building nuclear missiles at this place. Okay, so they processed plutonium at this place and they made these like nuclear missile pucks. Each of these pucks is about the size of a hockey puck and it kind of looks like a hockey puck. Well, it has plutonium in it. And I don't know how much you know about plutonium. I don't know if you took plutonium 101 when you were in college, but one of these hockey pucks, literally, listen to this, one of these hockey pucks could kill every single person in the world, okay? One of these hockey pucks, bro, they made 7,000 of them at this place. All right, so they're making this shit, and I understand, you know, the Cold War, Russia was threatening us, mutual assured destruction. I understand the insanity of the human mind, and we had to assure that we would destroy the Russians, and the Russians had to assure that they would destroy us, and with that, we had peace. Fucking psychotic, right? Like, really thinking about that. Okay, so, bro, they make 7,000 of these things, 7,000. And every single individual one could kill every person on the planet. But wait, it gets better. So as the plant is being run in the 80s, the government finds out that there's some negligence going on. They're not disposing of the plutonium properly. There was a big fire that happened there because they weren't correctly adhering to the safety standards. So check this out. This is the only time in American history where one government agency invaded another. So the FBI invaded this nuclear bomb building site and basically closed it down. Okay, so after it gets closed down, some Yahoo is in charge of cleaning up all the nuclear waste. And what they did, and I have no idea what the hell they were thinking, they left 115 barrels of plutonium sitting out on the top of the sand that was in this nuclear building site that's now becoming a waste dump. They basically left 115 barrels of plutonium, brother, which if you even get one little whatever microscopic granule on you, it will kill you. Okay, they left 115 barrels, which, and here's the kicker, rusted out and leaked the plutonium into the ground. This is a true story. You can look it up. It's called Rocky Flats. It's in Arvada, Colorado. Okay, so it leaks into the ground. Then supposedly a big government super fund comes in and cleans it up, quote unquote. Okay, so it gets cleaned up. Meanwhile, there's like people living by this who were mostly farmers at the time whose farm animals start giving birth to animals with birth defects. Okay, so they had like no legs, pigs with no ears, a horse with an extra penis on its back, like crazy ass shit, right? So they come in and supposedly clean this place up. And then what they do is they close completely to the public the surrounding lakes that are around it. One of them is called Stanley Lake. You can't go in there. It's like barbed wired, okay? Now, everything leaked into the ground. Where do you think that goes? Well, I'm no scientist. I'm definitely no expert in this, but you can only assume it goes into the groundwater, right? So we have toxic radiation into the land, and then apparently a fire comes through. So a fire comes through and burns all the shit, and there's a cloud that goes right over Denver. Now, bear in mind, the half-life of plutonium is 250,000 years. So we're talking 1980. Brother, that was a blink of an eye. That was like one millisecond ago when it comes to toxic radiation. And apparently, 
a piece of radiation can get onto a tiny dust particle. And if you inhale it, like you're probably gonna get cancer. Okay, so it gets better, it gets better. So then Candela's comes in, this housing development, and builds it, brother, right next to it. And not only that, but downwind of it. Okay, so you have the nuclear dump site, which is called Rocky Flats. Then right downwind of it is this beautiful housing development called Candela's. Okay, do you think I'm gonna live there with my two and a half year old daughter? You think we're gonna move in there? Fuck no, dude, fuck no. I am not going to put my family in danger. And this is the whole point of this podcast is brothers, you have to question things because the government, people trying to sell you shit, the food industry, movies, everything like that, they don't necessarily have your best interest in mind. So the government basically had this waste dump, okay? They put apparently like a couple million or like billions, whatever, of dollars into cleaning it up. They were so negligent while cleaning it up that some third-party testing agency came in and they said that there's five times the amount of suggested minimum exposure to plutonium at Rocky Flats. Now, other scientists say, bro, there's no minimum suggested exposure to plutonium. Any exposure will likely kill you. So what this third-party testing site said is that, yo, there's five times the minimum that the government put out. And literally, again, there are houses right downwind of it. I'm talking, if I had to guess, about a thousand yards. Thousand yards next to the biggest nuclear catastrophe that the United States ever experienced. And we almost bought a house there. But thank God Uncle Mark Singh does his due diligence. And I said, fuck to the no. We were super disappointed because this place was absolutely perfect. And now we have to go look for a house that isn't downwind of a goddamn nuclear waste dump. Okay, so here's my theory about government and here's my theory about humanity as a whole, okay? The government has your best interest in mind when it benefits the government. But make no mistake, humans are humans. They have egos, they're greedy, they want money, they're gonna do exactly what the hell they wanna do in order to get profits. And if it's kinda safe, then it's okay, let's go ahead and do it. So Candela's housing development comes in, gives the government or the landowners or whatever tons of money, the government tells them what they wanna hear, Candela's tells all the home buyers what they wanna hear, and now they're living next to a nuclear waste dump. And what if it's fine? What if it's no problem, even though 115 barrels leaked into the bedrock and probably into the groundwater? What if that has no issue? I'm still not gonna risk it, man. I'm not gonna risk my daughter, two and a half years old, getting cancer because of some selfish decision that Marissa and I made because it's beautiful. And it is beautiful, man. Google it right now. Candela's Arvada, Colorado. It's absolutely gorgeous, and that's why people are living there. I cannot believe people are living there. It blows my fucking mind that they took the word of the government. They took the word of the housing development company and said, ah, it's probably fine. It was 1980. It was like 40 years ago. That shit's way behind us. Meanwhile, right, like plutonium has a half-life of 250,000 years. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So what I just want to suggest to you guys is question things, right? So when you're going to buy a house, like look around and say, what benefit does the homeowner have of selling me this house and what maybe are they trying to avoid? Because the first thing you do with the problem is try to make it somebody else's. When you get a job, ask yourself like, do these people have my best interests in mind? What is it that this company is getting by hiring me? And are they gonna try to screw me? Are they gonna try to stab me in the back for their own means? Because unfortunately, that is a reality. And as much as we want to believe that the government has your best interests in mind, they simply don't, man. They have their own survival in mind. Now, the good thing about capitalism is it works on that egoic selfishness that when everybody strives to better themselves, make money, then it helps the country as a whole. 
And that's why, in my belief, capitalism is superior to communism because communism works under the premise that everybody should be equal. And even if that dude over there isn't working as hard as you are, you guys are still going to get the same rewards. I think that's a horrible idea because it goes against everything that human nature is about. Human nature is selfish. So fortunately, I think the United States is a great country. I think in a lot of ways, it has its morals and its dignity intact, but in a lot of ways, it is super fucked up. And I don't have to tell you guys that. Why is it fucked up? Because everybody's gonna do what they wanna do for them. And even if it means printing money at an unprecedented rate, causing inflation, which we're doing right now, so that they can avoid a recession, and a recession is a natural cleansing of the economy, just like a forest fire is a natural cleansing of the forest, and it has to happen sometimes. But no government agency or no president wants to have a recession during his presidency, so they do bailouts. What does a bailout do? It just makes the bubble bigger. That's gonna explode in the future for our children or our grandchildren. So when it comes to the economy, when it comes to money, here's something else I want to say. Now, I want to preface this by saying that I'm no economic advisor, but I would strongly suggest you don't just have money in your savings account because inflation is happening so quickly that that money is literally losing value as we speak. Instead, what you should do is invest it. And when you invest it, diversify. Get a little into Bitcoin, get a little bit into stock market, get a little bit into real estate deals. Even some of you might want to get a little bit into precious metals like gold and silver. That's a whole different conversation. I know there's a lot of different viewpoints when it comes to gold and silver, but the basic message is diversify because the dollar is getting weaker and weaker with all this inflation. And it's up to you. You have to follow your own lead. You have to question things. That's the thing is whenever somebody tells you something, particularly the government, any kind of authority, you have to question it. Why are they telling me this? What's in it for them? That's the question I always ask. When it came to Candela's, what was in it for them was, we get these people living here, we make lots of money, fuck them if they get cancer, or their kids get cancer, or their grandchildren are born with birth defects. It's not my problem, I'll be dead. So who cares? I'm gonna be a millionaire now, so fuck them. So me, I do my due diligence and I feel so bad for the people that live there. I really do. And in addition to that, the money that I'm currently making, I'm not just leaving that shit in cash, man. I'm investing the shit out of it. I personally prefer real estate. I am in the stock market because like I said, while the government is fucked up, I don't believe that like a collapse is coming, at least not soon. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen? And I believe in capitalism. I believe in selfishness. People want the best for themselves and they're gonna do almost whatever it takes to keep this party going because it is a party and I'm gonna invest in it because I think it helps the economy and I think the economy is going to keep growing as it has for several hundred years. But a hedge against inflation is investing. And by the way, I really believe in cryptocurrency, frankly. So I invest about 10% of my net worth into crypto because I think it's gonna explode. I mean, people fought against paper money when it first came out. People fought against credit cards when it first came out. We are an ever-increasing digital society, so why wouldn't our money become digital? Of course, the feds are probably gonna create FedCoin, which in the blockchain, they can basically track every single transaction you make, so there's another conspiracy right there, but Bitcoin, in my opinion, is a safe investment, but I'm not putting all my money into it. I'm doing about 10%. And then I'm doing X percent over in real estate. I'm doing X percent in the stocks because I don't trust the inflation. I'm not going to just have cash in my bank account where some bank accounts charge negative interest. Do you know what that is? That means they charge you for holding your money with them. And then they take your money and lend it out to others and make money with it. 
How crazy is that? Only in today's age could they actually charge you to invest your money with them. Where in the past, you actually made some sort of interest on your money and they paid you. That ain't happening much anymore. And even savings account that do have some interest, it's like, what, like 0.01%? You make like a penny every like eight months? It's ridiculous, man. Use your money as an asset, not a liability. Invest it into things that are gonna make you more money. Real estate, stock market, Bitcoin, precious metals, et cetera. All right, moving right along, boys. Your diet. This one really gets me fired up. Do you think the food industry really has your best interest in mind? Do you believe that the food industry has your health in mind, or do you believe they're in it for profits? You're absolutely right, man. They're in it for profits. Now, what does the human body desire more than anything else when it comes to diet? It desires sugar, okay? The reason is, is because when we lived in tribal communities, we had to hunt and forage. When you go out foraging, you can only pick so many berries. So evolution made the taste of berries, that is the taste of sugar, extremely appealing to the human palate. So we would take the energy to go get those berries and get the nutrients that came from them. Well, with the advent of cane sugar, now companies can just pump sugar into everything, which they do, and we love the taste of it, and the result of it is 75% of Americans are fucking fat, okay? They're out of shape, they're all blown out. The United States Army can't even recruit enough people with enough physical capability to do the basic minimum requirements because there's so much obesity in the United States today. Why is there obesity? Money, bro, tendo. Greed, bro, fesser. Profits, bro, tater cuff. That's the reason. And you have to look at the supermarket and see that everything has sugar in it. Cereal has sugar in it. Yogurt has sugar in it. Ketchup has sugar in it. Hell, even some things that seem healthy, like those fruit drinks that are all mixed up, fucking pure sugar. And the reason, again, it has sugar is because people buy more and more and more of it. The shit that they've been able to do with sugar, man. Like they can make sugar taste like a million different things and my God, it's good, right? Like it is so unbelievably appealing to just eat some like toaster strudels or some Pop-Tarts or some cinnamon toast crunch. Oh my hell, I love that cinnamon toast crunch, but God it is bad for you. Sugar is the cause of obesity as well as simple carbohydrates like breads. So what I always tell my clients when they ask is, you should shop on the outside border of the supermarket. Fruits, vegetables, meats. Very paleo-based diet is what I suggest, at least for myself. Some people are different. Hell, some of you guys listening are vegetarians. But here's the problem is many vegetarian options are full of fucking sugar. Your tofu stir fry with that Kung Pao sauce on it, bro. Look at the sugar content on the old Kung Pao sauce. It's like 36 grams per serving. It's ridiculous. You drink a Coca-Cola, you've just put yourself in a pre-heart attack condition. Congratulations. But this shit sells and sells and sells. And then you see people walking into Walmart with their badonk donk butt and you're like, bro, what is wrong with you, man? Just dial your shit in question what people are trying to feed you, the standard American diet, SAD, yeah, it is pretty damn sad. What you gotta do is question it, follow your own lead. Say to yourself, is this healthy for me? Is it healthy for me to go to McDonald's every day when McDonald's has a vested interest in making their food as desirable to the palate as possible so that I continue coming back? Is it in my best interest? Fuck no, man, they're poisoning you. Have you seen that shit where they can leave a Big Mac out and it's edible like 10 years later because of all the preservatives? Ridiculous, bro. So what I suggest, and again, you have to do the research and do what's best for you. 
But what I suggest is you research the book called Eat Right for Your Type. It's the blood type diet. And I suggest you experiment with eating different things that are well outside the American diet because they are poisoning you and they're doing it for profit. Now let's go into the products we use. Did you know that the majority of detergent that you use to wash your clothes actually lowers your testosterone? There's some kind of chemical in there that goes in and like blocks free testosterone. I don't really know the math on it or the science behind it, but make no mistake, a lot of the shit you use, even your shampoo, your soap, your toothpaste, the detergent you use, the bed you're sleeping in, the car that you drive, there's fucking poisons in there that are systematically lowering men's testosterone and sperm count. And some scientists say that our sperm count is like going down to zero and there may be a time in human history where we can't even reproduce. How fucked up is that? Because of all the products that they sell. So what I suggest you do is you download this app called Think Dirty, Think Dirty. And what you can do is you can scan the barcodes of millions of different products and it'll tell you if it has poisons in it, particularly those poisons that will lower your testosterone, lower your sperm count, potentially even give you cancer. And what I like to do is I like to shop at the hippy dippy stores like Sprouts, sometimes Whole Foods, natural grocers. These places have soaps and shampoos and detergents that pass the test. The one detergent that Marissa and I use is called Seventh Generation. I'm sure you've seen that brand. Those are good to go. And it doesn't have those, I think they're called like parabens. I don't know what they're called. Don't don't email me either. Don't be like, by the way, bro, like your speech on the economy is totally wrong. I don't wanna fucking hear it, okay? Please don't email me about this, okay? I have my opinion, you can have yours. Let's part ways as friends, because I don't I don't care. So Think Dirty is something that I download. I go get these different brands that pass the test and I feel comfortable that that's helping me with my testosterone, helping me with my health, and also Marissa and also my two and a half year old little girl. I wanna make sure that they're healthy. All right, now finally, boys, Hollywood telling you how to get girls, right? Don't fucking believe a word that those idiots say because movies are written by guys that don't pull girls. Let me ask you this. What percentage of guys do you think don't pull girls? are not good with women. Probably like what, 90%, would you agree? Wouldn't you agree that they are gonna market movies to appeal to the 90% of dudes who don't get girls, but who wish, who pray, beautiful little Sarah with the perfect ass and the perky tits will fall in love with him if he just does her enough favors, if he's just sweet enough and leave some flowers on her car with a poem maybe. Maybe he should just confess his love to her like they do in all these bullshit movies. Guys, movies do not tell you the truth because they simply don't have your best interest in mind. Their job isn't to teach you how to attract women. Their job is to get butts in the seats and make as much goddamn money as possible by selling beta cucks the illusion that their dream could come true. It's like Hollywood fight scenes, right? They are so goddamn unrealistic, like born identity. Don't get me wrong, man. I absolutely love that movie, but like that fight scene where it's all clean and they're like, and he goes through the window and like doesn't have any scratches on him. But whole shit, that is not the way it works. And I don't care how much Kung Fu you take. This shit does not work. Here's what happens in fights. They go to the fucking ground and it becomes a jujitsu match. I was a bouncer for five years. Every single fight I saw went to the ground, except for maybe one, which is why you should have stand up too. Boxing, Muay Thai, jujitsu. Those are your fundamentals. So don't believe the fucking lies, boys. That's the whole point of this podcast. Question things. Follow your own lead. Be a fucking leader for your family. And once you belong to you, what will the others think? 
soon they'll follow you. You'll see they're all so weak because unfortunately, the vast majority of people are goddamn sheep. And if you're going to be a sheep too, you're probably going to be unhappy as are the vast majority of the population. What is it like? 80% of people are miserable. Why are they miserable? Because they follow the status quo. They believe the fucking lies. They believe the advertising. They use products that lower their testosterone. They eat crap that makes them fat, blown out and out of shape. They go move to Candela's and get cancer 15 years later because they believed the lies. Oh, that toxic waste dump? Totally fine. It's totally safe. Meanwhile, that third party comes in and says, uh, there's like 5x the minimum recommended amount of plutonium a thousand yards from this housing development. Perhaps you guys should think twice before buying anything there. And so they set up a website. It's called Candela's Glows. I read almost the whole thing. I watched documentaries on it. I read official papers on it. I dove deep, man, because I was super interested and I needed to protect my family. It's goddamn toxic. It's a toxic waste dump and my family ain't living there. We're living in a world where there's bullets coming at you and you have to be aware. You have to be awake. Get the fuck out of your derpa state and question things. I'm not telling you guys to become revolutionaries. I'm not telling you guys to become conspiracy theorists. I'm saying to give everything a simple questioning. That's it. Overall, I think the universe is benevolent, but unfortunately, humankind is still trapped in a state of consciousness where the ego rules, where we want what the fuck we want, and many of us will do whatever the hell it takes to get it, even risking the health and happiness of our fellow man, as unfortunate as that is. So a healthy balance, boys, that's all I'm suggesting. Just question things and follow your own lead. This is part of the reason I don't drink. I've never once had a sip of alcohol in my life because I look at people who are drunk and I'm like, yo, I don't need to be intoxicated to have a good time. And frankly, it kind of seems like those people are bummed out the next day after they're drunk. I do not judge or criticize people who drink or even smoke weed or do a little bit of drugs. In fact, I like an intoxicated person because I think they're pretty damn funny. But for me, it's like, I'm going to follow my own lead. Have girls ever questioned me? Yeah. And I say to them, I'm sorry I make you feel insecure about your vices. And that shuts them right the fuck up. But most of the time, here's what happens. They're like, oh my God, that's goddamn awesome. I so respect you for that. And they ask me why. And I tell them the truth. My grandma was killed by a drunk driver when I was a kid. And then I joined a straight edge punk rock band in high school and I was in it through college. And then after college, I just simply wasn't interested. But I don't criticize the intoxication of others. In fact, like I said, drunk people are pretty damn funny to me. But when it comes to me, man, I follow my own lead. And what happens? People follow you. So be that dude, be that alpha male, be that 1% guy that questions what the government, Hollywood, the food industry, and everybody else is telling you and make your decision based on your internal filters. Does this work for me and my family? Is this gonna make me a better man? Is this helping me or hurting me? And perhaps most importantly, what is in it for the person who's telling me that I should use XYZ thing? What's in it for them? Because once you find the motivation of the person trying to convince you of something, you'll know whether or not their intentions are good. All right, gentlemen, I do appreciate your listening. If you found value in this episode, I'd very much appreciate a review. Once again, don't really want to hear your opinion on all this stuff, even if you agree with me. No hatred, bro, but I already get hundreds of emails as it is, and it's like, I know some of you agree. Great. Thank you. I know some of you disagree. Great. Thank you. It is what it is. What you should do is just decide what's best for you. Take what you believe about what I said leave the other stuff that you don't believe about what I said and make your own opinion. That's the whole point of this episode and that's the whole point of this podcast. Be the best person you can be, follow your own lead, be a fucking man without making any apologies for it. 
I drop podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays, so please stay tuned for the next one, and I will see you in the next episode.